0: Good evening, welcome to another edition of Card Authority, episode 39.
1: Yeah, I think plus. it's 39. A couple of little yeah. extra
0: ones somewhere. Hope everyone's having a great evening. I guess it is 8 o'clock now, daylight savings a little bit strange. Welcome aboard, Janks. It's been a massive week here, Optimum Release Week. We are absolutely off and running across not only um, our business interests, but the community, all the groups, all the break pages, eBay. It's been huge. How has the first week
1: been for you? So it's uh, it's been a big seven days, a really big seven days, actually. Um, certainly sleep-deprived, which uh, mm. I don't mind at all. I feel like a bit of the energizer bunny at this point. Just keep going and going. Um, huge week, obviously. Big anticipation, the announcement, and then the on sale. What was it? Four weeks ago, now, so it's yep. sort of a three-week lead-in. Obviously, it seemed like there was a slight delay at the last last minute there, with you know boxes expected that, tires. A, a day or two or too late. But uh, for the most part, I think most most people, ninety-nine percent of people, have received their boxes and now sort of open them. And uh, it's been huge. Like I'm definitely thinking probably sixty to seventy percent of the product is already been opened now talking in the realm of five to 6,000 boxes that have been opened. Okay. Hey, three minutes it, it, in, don't it, burn it, all the content it, straight it, away, it, right? it, It's been, yeah, it's it's been huge. Um, I haven't picked up as many cards probably this time around as I did last year, both because we're, we're obviously really busy and, and in the deep end, but um, it's clear there is a lot of new collectors and there's a lot of new people out there participating in the hobby now.
0: Absolutely, and big shout out to Wade, Glenny, Captain McMahon. Sorry, I meant to message you back today. Oh. Oh, I sent a bleary eyed message Mr. to Sutherland McMahon at one Michael o'clock. I hope you're doing well. Yes, g'day everyone. Everyone piling on the stream. Um, have oh, we frozen a little bit here? No, we're okay. No, we're um, yeah, look, it's been a huge week, and obviously, we've been incredibly busy here. G'day, Jax. Um, and just the sentiment and the engagement across all the different channels. And and I mentioned, you know, eBay first of all. eBay listings have been going absolutely bonkers. Yeah. There's been some fantastic promotions. There's been quite a few people that I'm sure on the stream have been well and truly aware of the $70 off yeah. vouchers and coupons, which yeah. have been very good. G'day, Shane. G'day, Mitch, both Mitches. Um, so that's certainly put a lot of traffic on eBay. They're clearly making a, a really big play into the collectible space. Yeah. So doing um, the coupon
1: is so smart, such a smart thing. And so the timing worked out so perfect with the release of Optimum yep. as well. It made so many more of those cards affordable. And also boxes,
0: which we'll talk about a little yep. bit later on. Um, but the groups have been pumping. Obviously, Good Vibes has had ridiculous numbers of engagement, yeah. join, And it's just interest. been positive. Like, yeah, it's been really good. Everything's
1: been so positive. The yep. sentiment, the posting, the commentary, its everything's just overwhelmingly positive. And Agreed. I think I said something maybe earlier in the week, it's all a bit of a blur, but I thought I might have put up a post earlier in the week or I intended to, I don't know if I actually did it, where commenting on, I've never seen such a level of positivity. Normally that first couple of days when people start getting boxes, you see the mixed emotion, and often we have to talk about it as admin of, of groups on Facebook. Of everyone, you know, there's a lot of emotion around it. There's people that are elated, people are happy, and there's people that are really upset. This time around, I didn't see really much of of the "I got a bad box, I'm upset, it's not fair." Not, yep. You know, it, it's just I don't know. Something something seems so much more positive right now than what it even was a few months ago, both in the hobby. But also, maybe the way this particular product is collated and how much is actually in it.
0: Well, I sort of take two things um, from it. First of all, I think, as we've talked about for the last 12 months on air, SEC has been an absolute blessing. Yeah. You know, everyone, you know, it feels that wanted to get a box, got a box in some fashion. Yeah. Um, the product is loaded, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago on the stream. Yeah. You know, there's always going to be better boxes than others, you know, just because some have the the hit, some don't. Um, But the few posts that I've seen that you mentioned of perhaps people not being happy, well, they were complaining they got a platinum DPS. Yeah. And that was classed as a bad box. As a, yeah. Or a couple of all Australians where one of those cars is numbered to
1: 80. Yeah. So, and look, I think it's been determined like what was considered by people to be the low box or the not good box yep. was the double all Australian box. Yeah. With that being said, you're still talking about case hits. Yep. And I think it's really interesting how things have changed, obviously. And essentially, 11 out of 12 boxes on working on the basis of averages of what used to be cases. 11 out of 12 boxes all contain, effectively, a high-value short print case hit. Now, obviously, it's impacted things in terms of box hits, and we'll talk about that a bit later, and it's changed the landscape a bit, but it's very hard not to be happy with opening any box of Optimum.
0: Well, we, we forget, no less, I think back to as close to dominance in 2020. Yeah. Where there were legitimately boxes that had no case here four boxes per case yep and you know you hit that metal card or the all australian card yeah a metal card back and you're dead dead. 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 the box is absolutely right right. um you know and some of the creative collation and i use that word creative i'm going to talk about collation later on um you literally don't know what's going to come out yeah you know there is we've obviously opened a little bit of stock here through breaks and being able to see different collation patterns, yeah, it, it keeps you
1: guessing. Absolutely. You know,
0: there's there's times where you're getting multiple dual six. Yeah, we or, think we know what's coming and all of something else comes. That's or right. Or,
1: or an extra hit. The extra, yeah. the extra hit's been the really big one here as well and not just in the context of the black. Yep. Yeah. But clearly they didn't increase the overall size of production, so there's clearly been additional hits left over in the collation which has ended up still in the product.
0: And great comment here, Sean, for the first comment I put on screen. Let me read that out for people that are listening on podcast. There have been a shift in people's attitudes. I think all posts and comments along with conversation has enlightened people's view on how we all attack the hobby. Love it, Sean. That's really sharp, Sean. And something I certainly, if I had to summarize it into a couple of words, I feel the community as a whole and the hobby have been a little bit more patient and a little bit more it's maturing. Maturing. It's maturing, and which which is something we've been it's what it is talking about for a couple it's of maturing. years. Um, so I think that's a really positive step. There's still a long way for us to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it it's interesting. Actually, look, let's Nico Kessler. Right, yeah. yeah, should let's we let's, let's 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 get straight it? Yeah, let's it. let's hit this one as yeah. it came up. Nico Kessa sure. comment biggest disappointment is getting nice cards where players have just moved clubs.
1: Probably the number one talking point on the negative of the release. So I think there's two
0: sides to this. One, we spoke about how select made a conscious decision to roll brilliance out, to give the market a little bit of respite. And by doing that series two was always going to be pushed back. The other thing too, as much as the hobby is maturing, the AFL market is maturing and trades
1: and swapping clubs is happening more than it ever has. Well, and that's in previous years. there was never conversation around the draft picks or around the rookies and the draft picks and the draft class. It just was what it was. They were just another box hit in a set. Yep. Collecting has changed, speculation has changed, how people collect and and, and whatnot. We know it's all it's constantly evolving. And we're certainly going through a period now where people are, are, are looking really at the rookies and at the draft picks. And in yeah. AFL, that, that's the draft but, class. But
0: without sorry, just to just to pull you back onto this, sorry, I just want to cover this though, yeah. that you know, what we saw in the draft and the trade period in the AFL was on the last day. Oh, all the frenzy. But there was half a dozen players. Yeah. Mitchell, yeah, um. I've got absolutely gone blank here, but there was Amira, a, whole, yeah, a mirror. Yeah. There, there were all these players that you class in the top five or ten players that are probably on cards that have suddenly jumped ship at the 11th hour, yeah. whereas a few years ago, this just wasn't happening. So it it adds to a different dynamic. Yeah. Pile that in with a delayed release for, you know, the brilliance aspect, Yeah, and we've seen something that we haven't seen before. That's right. Is this something that select then look at now and go, well, hang on a sec, if we're going to do draft picks and those players, let's make sure we hit by a certain date. Exactly. Make sure it needs to be in yeah, the free has to, has to be. The and, and you know, all we all we ask is that as a community and as them as a publisher that they continue to look at those things that's right and continue to improve. Look, and I
1: think the, the you know the last two or three years has shown the Check. willingness and, and the adaptation of their attitude towards feedback. Yeah. You know? Yep.
0: And here, Rich Lock made a good comment here. Jason Horn Francis being number one and traded was a challenge for DPS. Um, absolutely, and I don't think we've ever seen that that it happened so quickly. Uh, yeah. A key rookie being moved on to another club yeah, so far, certainly not a number one draft pick. Yeah, but it also adds a different dynamic. Yeah, you've got North Melbourne collectors that. You know there's a few that like to collect large amounts of cards and hoard in bulk yeah but you've also got the port adelaide speculators that's right that now want it so it'll be interesting to see how that affects its price yeah moving forward yeah um Look, it's very interesting. Day cost.
1: We may as well just talk straight about DPS. Yeah, we will go.
0: Wait, wait. I will come back to your question. I don't don't stress. I will what's come back to it. Like uh, it's gone on the screen, but I, I saw it. We'll talk about it afterwards. Okay, cool.
1: So we may as well look. DPSs were certainly a topic for discussion for us, which we expected you guys would want to talk about tonight. Yep. We may as well just delve into it right now. Good question, Rich. Yep. The DPSs is a really interesting situation and we often and i'm sure a lot of you guys ask each other as well especially with these new releases like how do you value these cards how do you put a value on the dps's you've got untested players you've got some guys who played a handful of games that look like potential superstars all this sort of stuff there's numbering related things There's, there's a lot of different aspects to it um, people, oh, how can the day cost be worth so much money? How can some of these players be worth so much money? You've done a bit of research, haven't yeah. You? And we've got to, you've got to look at all all aspects associated with this. And all we can do in cards is go back and look at what's previously happened. So you know what we would call in the technical terms the historical data of the historical sets and what has transpired. So let's make some comparisons here. And we may have talked about it before. I'm sure we probably have, but I'm happy to delve into it too.
0: So is the position, just before you
1: get into that data,
0: is your position that the Dacos Platinum or the Dacos
1: DPSs, are they undervalued or are they overvalued? So, well, for me, like as of right now, I think the DPSs from this release as of right now, are probably one of the very few subsets that are at true current market value. Okay. So the ranges that they're selling in are mostly correct, in my opinion, based on our forecasting at the moment. Um, however, the potential for what they could be worth in the future is huge. So these cards, due to the print quantities, have massive, massive medium and long-term upside. Yep. But not not a huge amount of downside financial risk. Um, it, it, okay, so twenty twenty the, the evolution of rookies. We've all we we all know what's going on at the moment. People are looking at it as more people come from other sports trading card genres into AFL. they they apply their own collectability, which is a lot of it for you know is player collecting or rookie collecting. DPSs, they you know draft pick signature cards, the player's first official card in team colours and the signature variation of it. 2019, Sam Walsh numbered to 175 At the time, the card was selling, I definitely sold a couple of them for well under $100 at the time. Yep. That card numbered to $175, so the equivalent print quantity of a copper from Optimum is obviously selling for $1,000. If you can find one. Yep. If you can find one. Yep. Okay, Dusty, 2010 DPS, Yep. numbered to 400 Yep. So, more than double, almost three times the print, the print quantity of a copper, so the highest print run-in optimum, also a $1,000 card, correct? Yep. Yep, $1,000 card. Okay. Nick Dacos, the phenomenon that is Nick Dacos, yeah? He showed first year form that was probably in line, if not better, was actually better by rank, ranking numbers and stuff, better than Sam Walsh's first season was. Yep. Yep. Yeah? So, Superstar player, potentially franchise family name, Collingwood, one of the biggest clubs who cares about collectability. Let's just talk about membership. Yep. Yeah. And team some, moving yeah, in the right direction. Support base team moving in the right direction faster than expected. With this guy basically going to be leading the pack of a future generation over the next 10, 15 years of that football club. Yep. Does $500 for a copper DPS feel like an extraordinary amount of money right now? Sure, it absolutely does. If the Sam Walsh is $900 or $1,000 and the Dusty's $900 and $1,000 for the same print run card, in five years time, will $500 seem very, very cheap? Most likely, yeah? Cool. I think that that's pretty – there's fair assumptions to be made there. If a Sam Walsh is a $1,000 card now, well, in two years' time, if Nick Dacos, his trajectory doesn't change, doesn't get injured, all these sorts of things, well, that card should effectively be worth $1,000 in 2024.
0: If, if – and this, again, is is based on – we're not saying this is happening. No, but – We're saying yeah. This that you look at the, the markers and the speculation and – if he lives up to what he's meant to live up to. That's right. It makes sense. So then how does that reflect then for a gold or a platinum?
1: This is where there's an unknown. We don't know because there's nothing to measure up against this. We've never had cards printed that short as DPSs, which have gone on to achieve player status like that, you know like you can't really look at the Ugal Hagen stuff because he hasn't he hasn't had enough game time or successful game time to, to we saw to, a
0: little bit of this with jamara last yeah year. so
1: yeah we saw we saw a lot of, and, s- of speculation and then it fell off a bit because but but then it's risen back up again could
0: i maybe then as a counter argument what you're saying and let me just say i agree with what you're saying but i feel like there was speculation about jamara He didn't live up to it. Yeah. Probably, I don't want to use the word burnt, but there were definitely some people that probably got burnt. And then there was a couple of games late this year, and forwards take a little bit longer to come on, that actually showed that maybe he's going to be something. So is it going to be one of those situations that at the moment it might feel like it's expensive, but if you are in the speculation game or you're a Collingwood fan Or you think that he's going to be a good player, the price is perhaps not as
1: bad as people say. I don't understand how it gets cheaper, unless something dramatic happens with his performance during the season next year. But that's what I mean. But aside from that, like it's you know people. When is the opportunity to buy? Do you know what I mean?
0: Does, but what about Matt Rao? So that's another example where that was probably the first time we saw... Speculation on it. You know, and and I remember of they the came course, out at like yeah. $300 yeah.
1: when no one really paid over 100 and then bucks for a GPS. he got injured, obviously, twice. twice. But here's the thing as well. It's, it's hard to compare because it's Gold Coast. And as a lot of people always talk about, imagine, imagine some of these interstate players lived in yep. a play for Victorian clubs. They'd be front page of the sports section superstars. Do you know what I mean? Like, So we, well, we, that's thing. we look at the price of...
0: And, I, you know, the few sales that we've seen gone through are around the sort of $1,500 to $1,700 range for a Platinum for yeah. Dacos. What, you know, and we're certainly not shilling here or anyone like that. You know, we don't earn any. Um,
1: where where could we see a price it's, of a card like that it's go? It's unknown. People can figure it out for themselves. Like, that's the thing. Like, number to 85, number to 40, the scarcity... In in into the future of those cars, they're just completely unattainable. The offset to it is well, how many people have the money to fork out at that price level? Is there five people? Is there five hundred people? Is there five thousand people that all have the, that, the access to that sort of disposable money that they're prepared to, to spend on it? Yeah. So you know, Dusty and you being a Dusty collector—that's well, funny. Really demonstrated well, that, that the just, money exists. AJ
0: groups who's a very wise man, imagine what the price of a Dusty
1: DPS would, would be if it was limited to 40, i paraphrase. So, but that's the thing, like, okay, so so you're a Dusty collector. Yep. Dusty DPS. So if, it, if there was a Dusty DPS number to 40, it would be one of the shortest print, but certainly the most desirable Dustin Martin card in existence. Sure. Hardest to get. Sure. Is that a $10,000 card? No. What is it? So oh, his, I, I, his normal card is numbered to a 1,000, and this is one-tenth of the...
0: I, yeah, I reckon, and someone else or Brooksy's just commented 5,000. I think probably 5,000. I would look at that and looking at, say, like his Premiership Brownlow double, which is supremacy, number to 25, which yeah. I class as one of his best signature cards. Yeah. If he had a number to 40 DPS... Gee, it would, it, I, I feel like it would be in that range of $5,000. If you could even
1: find one after a decade. Of course. It's, and that's and that's, that's probably where the price can move. Yep. How cards disappear so dramatically over time. Because in a lot of instances, once they're locked into a collection, even if that collector becomes inactive, the cards just end up getting it put, put, put away yep. for a very long time. Yep. And that's why it's still so difficult to find those captain signatures and the Hall of Fame signatures from the 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 releases from between ten and twenty five years ago, you know, all well, that's it. You know, you look at when we were literally talking about this earlier today.
0: You look at those two thousand and one um, captain signatures from Authentic, I think it is, yeah. Which is Heard, Buckley, Harvey, uh, Wayne Campbell. Yeah. Uh, forget about the yeah. pro- you just can't find you just them. Can't find the you can't find that's them. You can't find them. And then numbered to fifty they yeah, from a Series 2 release right. that just don't exist. But
1: now the desirability is around rookie cards. So the market, the people, the amount of people that want DPSs, yep. and it's not even team collectors. It's just an, any type of collector. Everyone wants it. Everyone wants the a demand team. is huge for them. Yep. Um, you know, and, and again, signature cards in general, there's, there's a clear shift going on at the moment. Yep. We've said for the last couple of years that signature cards in general Seem to be undervalued against the rest of the market. Then there was no premium value put on the cards outside of the print numbers. Basically, yeah, that would people just viewed them as other cards. There's been a psychological shift there. People are now well. They've more... been also horrendously undervalued. Yeah, that's and what I mean. Yeah, we've been saying that for yeah. literally
0: two years. Yeah, that signature cards are undervalued in the AFL market. Yeah, and now while. We have more collectors, more releases, more short print cards. Yeah, that you know, and you bang on to me about this all the time. Yeah, the focus has shifted, but the differential yeah. is going to be yeah. something the player has touched opposed to
1: something the player absolutely. has printed Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, um, and that, that's the thing you, you can't reproduce infinite cards that are signature cards, especially on card signatures. Yep, and like I can't bang on about this enough, and that's why I go so hard. The St. Kilda SIGs across all releases is because at the end of the day, once they've got a license to someone's image, someone's name, and someone's likeness, you can just keep producing all different types of cards for eternity. Sure. But once someone signs something, they may never sign again, whether they pass away or they choose not to ever want to yep. sign something. So it, it's, although a short print card is limited, something that's signed or has or, or memorabilia a patch, something, you know, whatever it is. Yep. It has more of a an eternal value to it. it to me, and yeah, we're we're seeing we're starting to see that that real shift take place. So, at the so something, and oh, this is
0: without notice, Jacob Mavis just made a good comment. Maybe we are looking at the new Dusty in some of these seeks that people are hoping to cash in for cheaper for the next star. And, Absolutely, and that makes me think about something that we're all talking about: Dacos. All right, but there could be players here. Yeah. in either this year or last year that have signed these numbers to 46. Yeah. The people are selling off at $100, $150 maybe each. five years' times
1: as the next superstar. 100%.
0: There's plenty of players that take a while to come on. Yeah. They're maybe a bad club or they're interstate club or whatever. Um, no worries, Bongiorno. Um, You know, there's so many unknowns. And that's, again, you know, we've talked a little bit about supremacy rookie number to 25 it takes a little while for us to see where these players are at. And by the time we realise they're good... too late. Well, yeah, there's there's 25 of those cards. That's That's right. I think
1: people are more conscious of that, which is why we're seeing certain subsets dry up much quicker as well.
0: Absolutely. Um, So just while we're talking about DPSs, I know we're going to bounce around a little bit tonight. Yeah. I personally think, you know, last year's DPSs, there was some... poor pen usage some poor yes. penmanship yeah there was some smudges, smudges all that kind of stuff i think out of the few hundred dps's i've touched through breaks and cards were looked here i think i've seen one or two with a small blemish the board that i've used for the cards and the textures and also the players the players have made a really good effort this year of not having shit signatures yeah and I know it was like
1: penmanship in general. They're becoming yeah, the more conscious. conscious. Yeah, they're more you conscious of it. The, the Matt yeah. Rao year, how many
0: times Matt Rao's- two his, letters, initials. Initials, and, yeah. Which yeah. they were kind of taking the piss with. Yeah. Some of the signatures are beautiful. Yeah. Um, And, you know, hats off to not only the players, selective obviously gone back and worked on it yeah but the dps
1: as such are just a beautiful card in my opinion so yeah, yeah. No, i think they're good and as you said whatever they've done in terms of material and pen usage and stuff like that yep seems to have worked obviously we've still seen i think two we've True. seen with, with mine and it's and actually both them. they were both melbourne ones so i wonder whether or not it was just part of a batch yeah you know what i mean okay Yeah. Um, but yeah no they definitely seem to be getting better than that and as you said like card material, like, to me, still, to me, the best-looking DPS is a 2019 Dominance. They look amazing, but they were such huge issues with pack damage on those cards. Like, yeah. you know, I've got Max Kings from that release. Have you? Yeah, just a few, but most yeah. of them, I would say most of them have either edge or cornering issues. And a bit of foiling. Yeah, like with the foiling, yeah, that's yeah. right, on the corners, yeah. yeah. Um, whereas they seem to, to have gotten better at that. And again, uh, you know, I think card companies the publishers the manufacturers they have a responsibility as they're in a really good time period at the moment they're clearly selling a lot of product it's good to see them putting back in yeah put the money back into the r&d put the money back into the physical product get better at it use better finishes take people's you know people's feedback with regards to the physicality of cards and work on it and i think we're seeing that, and I'm not sure that there's really more we, we can ask for as collectors. No,
0: and I guess we're going to see that firsthand in whatever it will be the next couple of months when we start to see the dual signatures and the mirror seeds come back. Yeah. You know, there were clearly issues last year with the board or transport or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, have they learned from this? And are those mirror jewel seeds going to look cleaner, sharper and without
1: the card damage was really interesting. that was in production? It's interesting that the Redemptions ha- have the, the plastic layer on them i don't know i don't know if they had that last, yeah they had it yeah. last year yeah all year? the mirror cards okay. yeah the 55s did yeah um and yeah i think it's yeah I, I i'm very excited to see those redemptions both the normal mirrors and uh and the jewel sigs
0: as well well accidental segue i did notice today on the select website they have listed um and th- th- for people that don't know select now have a standalone website selectredemptions.com where it lists all the outstanding redemptions process to redeem um they've looks like they're starting to move to the 21st century with streamlining redemptions yeah i'm sure sometime in the future we're going to get to the point where we've got a code or a scan on the back of the cards but they've clarified that you need to send your card in you no longer have to send in packaging or stamps return. Or return they cut,
1: they're going to cover the return but i think the really good thing about it is, Which they're, is good they're moving with the times in terms of keeping track of cards and, and, and whatnot so you go through the website you do a formal submission of the card you're sending in yep they know then what they're expecting yep they'll prep they'll have it prepped and ready to go they know what's inbound if there's an issue in transit both parties will be aware of it yep um and clearly you know, they said they were moving to this process. They set up that website. My expectation would be, this is the start of the process yep. of the the implementation of them moving with the times into the future. Yeah, I don't mind the idea that they haven't gone full steam from the outset with codes to begin with. Yeah, I, I imagine they're probably using Optimum as a as a testing for to some sort of extent, or not a testing, but a way to to introduce the new system well it's, and also, again, it comes... it's also
0: lag like as we've yeah, talked about again true. there's six to nine months in production lead. so yeah people think optimum was produced two weeks ago yeah and we get it they would have been doing this at the start of the year yeah so it so takes maybe, time to roll those things well, hopefully 2023
1: we see the implementation of the fully digital system and they'll be yeah. incorporated into yeah. the cards or something No
0: um, so the, so make sure you check that out if you've got any of the mirror SIGs or the jewel SIGs, Check out selectredemptions.com. They've got all the information there yeah. about current ones and also uh previous FAQs. But while we're talking about that, yes. Select Mirrors. Mirrors. Um we said very early on that we thought that was one of the huge value adds to the release. Um it's certainly something that I mean it was a it was a genius idea um to shift probably a card that was undervalued and unloved from last year yep. to actually make it two additional proper hits in a the case. They've, they've
1: turned those case hits now into high-value case hits based on yep. physicality of and the card, not not just the short Quality card. players, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah, some of the Buckley, signings, so Dunstall. Look you for know, you know G Train for me was as I've said yep. never never signed for the trading card company. So really big and really exciting. Where do you think Um, they're going with value at the moment? So value at the moment is so they've started in the last couple of days. So make no mistake, folks. I think most people watching the show know exactly how things work these days. Release comes out. Everything opens up super hot. It's every release. It's now opening up higher and higher and hotter and hotter. It's not getting to a peak. It's starting at a peak, basically. Then over the days, people open more and more cards. They spend money. They want to then recoup money. Someone advertised a card that was $600 yesterday for $500 today. Someone, the next person goes at $450. There's a bit of a race to the bottom. We are seeing it happen faster and faster every release. This is natural. This is normal. It's the market movement and how it's how it goes. Starts high, drops off plateaus, and then starts to move up again as scarcity kicks in in the bargain. But if you've Moving. missed those cards yeah. and they've been snapped up, they disappear. That's right. So so the mirrors, to answer the question directly, Right now, they're starting to hit our range. They started well above our opening range where we thought they were. Again, yep. the long-time listeners and viewers know that we build our own spreadsheets and, and stuff for every release with our projected price ranges. Um, and for those who don't know, we, we look at it on sort of a, a low and high basis, which then gives us a median average of of, of the range. So we, we don't say a card should be 350 We work out what the range should be within about 100 $100 sort of sort of thing. So they started off above where we thought the opening range was. They've now moved, and a, or most of them have moved, a couple still to go, into the price range where we think they are the correct buy, and that's where they should be valued right now. Yep. But our projected ranges were only for early, like for a new release. It doesn't take into account the future. I think out of all the cards in the whole release in terms of both financial upside and therefore scarcity into the future if you're a collector and you want to get one i think that the single mirror sigs are the cards that are going to be the hardest to get and have the biggest upside number to 50. yep ranging around the 300 or sort of 300 to 500 range at the moment which is about right number to 50 a lot of them massive massive players both either of the last decade or of previous decades the cards will in the future be able to be compared to other signature case chase cards from previous releases numbered to 50, though, in my opinion, will be well, a lot harder to find. I, t- I, t- a I made a comment yeah. to someone the other day.
0: You look at a platinum DPS that might be worth 300 or $350, Yeah, that you're speculating on this person's future. You then look at Nathan Buckley. Yeah, It's still fucking Nathan Buckley. Yeah, in a year's bad. time, not he's bad. still going to be Nathan Buckley. Yes. Whereas... Minx, who knows how well, he's going to go. I suppose go. that's
1: the thing yeah. about trying to get something now because of what its future value would be versus already priced in. Yep. You know, back to the DPS thing. Tommy, we'll, we'll get some footage footy people are already pricing in Nick Dakos and Sam Walsh to be Jewel Brownlow medalists, multi Norm Smith medalists. Do you know what I mean? Like, yep. people are already pricing that in. Whereas, exactly as you said, these other guys have already achieved that. Well, not if you have G training, but wow. some of these other guys have already achieved that. Um <laughs> And again, will they sign again into the future? Well, who knows what's going to happen? Do you know what I mean? Yep. Um, so, yeah, to me, those are the cards that are probably going to have the most sort of potential upside in the future. But do you want to ask me about what I think is overvalued? In a second, All so right. a couple of very quick questions. I'm just going to tell you before we get strong to strong thoughts. We're going that. to get to it. Don't, don't worry. Know. bonjour, I'll be happy. Bonjour. Um,
0: some question was why do they put the the film on the mirror cards even Start though the they're redemptions a, str- a scratch the packets if they weren't covered people would get upset and people yeah. like to collect the redemption cards so that's probably why they do it yeah um oh there was another question I can't remember oh yeah uh here we go Jake Madden busy tonight uh from last year's mirrors
1: are they undervalued now or do they think we think they've just flopped uh probably a combination of both i think they flopped and as a result, they're extremely undervalued. I think, again, although people talk about an exodus of team collectors, I think there's a lot that still exists and they very much are flying under the radar. I think those cards, ultimately, because of the print quantity and the scarcity of them, will shoot back up. But it may take you quite a long time.
0: I don't agree. I reckon they've flopped. Yeah. Um, I just think they a miss. Sometimes there's a miss in every release. That's yeah. just
1: my opinion. Yeah,
0: I am. Um, yeah, I think they're a miss. Jenks, do you know that the Max King number one is, Footy's finest, is on eBay? Yeah, I know. I'm currently
1: the leading bidder on it. How about all right, right? everyone, bid but it don't up. Don't get too excited, Run guys, because I'm not going to go too high on it. Run it when up. When he asked me what I don't like, what I think is overvalued in the release. Well, hang on. On. Let you me lead it. into it, all yeah. right? So Bongiano
0: asked us about,
1: let, 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 let me let me put the
0: question up. Tom and at 8 o'clock, he's finished doing the news, so it's good that he's got some time for us tonight. Can we touch on the cost of footies finds undervalued? Have they been put in the darkness due to the amount of SIGS? Short answer is I think they are overvalued. And Jenks agrees
1: with me and he is going is to explain why. It is. I have a very strong opinion on the footies finds. They're, they're fantastic cards. I love, love them. My favorite the card. previous ones. Love them aesthetically. Great cards. Everything about them is good except I think they're massively overvalued. And again, yep. all I can go against is the historical market. The prices that the, these, the, the white footies finest have opened up at are astronomical based on what those cards are and your chances of hitting them. So one in every six boxes, essentially. Yep. Number to 80. True case hits, absolutely, no doubt about it. Fantastic Beautiful cards. looking cards. Fantastic Star cards. Star players. Why? Why did they open at $500, $600, $700, $400? Why did they? I don't know why they did. People were very excited. Shiny new thing. But in my opinion, and I'm happy to be proven wrong by the marketplace, which ultimately will prove me wrong if it's to be wrong here, they've opened up way too high. The ones back from 2016 and 2017 were never – At those price levels even now to this day unless there's an outlier and there's always going to be outliers, a dusty and a sam walsh for example in the current one they were never at those sort of price levels um jack stephen used to play for st kilda the card was released and was out for three years whilst he still played for st kilda and was our best and fairest winner it was still always a 80 90 100 110 dollar card i think i ended up i had five or six of them at one point in time and when he left, I got rid of him. And I reckon they I was selling him for a hundred dollars in 2020. Like they they the Footy finest just never had that value. Now, is this set going to change that? Is the new pricing of footy finest gonna bring up the value of the old ones? Maybe, but I don't think so. Yeah. I think as the release continues to be opened over the next two weeks, we are just gonna see an abundance of them come to light. And the question is. Are people hoarding them? Because if they're not hoarding them, then something numbered to 80, there's going to be a lot of them around for over the next few months, I would think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, sort of, obviously, we are very aligned here. We 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 thought they were probably a $150 to $400 card. $400 is right at the top, but that's, top end. That's like, Walsh yeah. is pretty much the outlier. Yeah. Um, you know, I know I've had a few people come to me with cochins and you know, I personally don't think it's over a $300 card. And yeah. eBay has reflected that. The ones at 300 have gone. There's been a few that have sold with a four in front of it. But, yeah. you know, there is simply just not enough collectors out there. For the print of the card. For the print of the card yeah. and for the price it's exp- that, demanded. That's right, I agree. And that doesn't take it away from being the look of it or how it is or whatever it is. Um, it just doesn't make sense with the numbers. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you've bought a Footy's finest, don't yeah, feel don't bad do, about yeah, it. It's and, and, a beautiful card, and we've reward. both bought yeah, that.
1: That's it. I've already um, bought as well, well, and I've paid into the high market because I'm also hedging. Yeah, okay. I don't if want to be wrong. I don't want to be left in the lurch and not have the yeah. card. I'm a, I'm a full set collector. Yeah, I need the cards, and that probably leads to the the Footy's finest black. I yeah, we'll get. We'll, we'll, the yeah, we'll, we'll get. We'll get to the black. I know a lot about asking. that as well. But yeah, the fundamental aspect is there's still a huge amount of set collectors around. Yeah, like full team master set collectors and sometimes people take hiatus and they come back again and whatever it is but there's always going to be new collectors into the future as well sure so again like the print numbering does make a a significant difference and that's why everyone including myself has still a big list of cards from the last 25 years or or at least from select all-time select sets that you just cannot find yeah you can't find them some of them are over 100, you can't find them. Yeah. So what happens to all these modern day short print cards? Yeah. Like I'm not, I have no intention to sell any of my collection at all. It'll be passed on to my kids in between 10 and 20 years time sort of thing. You know, you have a good idea. So to other people, some of the volume of cards I have in my collection. Yeah. What's gonna happen over the next five years if my football club all, all of a sudden starts doing well and more and more collectors come in? Yep. Unless I'm prepared to give out parts of my collection, people simply won't be able to find those cards. Of course. Um, and
0: look, there's always going to be outliers. Like I'm seeing a few comments about some prices. I won't, I won't hit on individual cards specifically, but there is always going to be outliers high and low in yep. the first week. Um, you know, and again, we're not saying that our estimate or prediction of pricing is any right or wronger than anyone else. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's very okay. I like that too. yeah um but just realize the numbers have to make sense like i had a conversation with a guy today and i won't go into too much detail with it but was trying to justify how a certain footy's finest would compare against a brilliant gold and i'm like they're just not there's daylight there's absolutely so there's absolute like daylight
1: it's, 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 a, it's a different yeah. field like yeah. yeah
0: and you know people are saying you know at certain price points they buy all those cards up well i mean that will probably happen if they go too far
1: and, and that's why too they many. disappear that's right but at the current prices you can't it's hard to collect multiples of them yep who's going out and paying 500 dollars for 20 of the card you know Agreed. what i mean like it's a huge it's a huge amount of money to be spending on those yep. cards Agreed. um Agreed. but i totally agree with mcmahon and I, I would probably say the same thing if if the kings go down to 150 I'll, I'll I'll just keep go, I'd keep buying them as sure. they as they popped up, you know? Yep. That's that's you know, at that price, I'd love to have them in my collection.
0: Sure.
1: So good luck be doing that
0: oh yeah. one. You know, not that anyone's watching don't run it up.
1: Before we jump onto the footy finest, since we're talking about values and cards and things, how to project values and how to range them correctly. Sure, go go off track. Let's go. Okay. The devaluation of box hits due to the increase in case hits. Okay. So the way the product has become so loaded on the top end, Mm -hmm. on the top, top end, we'll call it. So now with all these short print case hits has ultimately led to a current and it may not be long term, it might just be a current situation. And it will be till the cards dry up that box hits have now been devalued. So anyone who's been around for a while in the past when you bought series two product and even series one product for that matter of footy cards, you, your box—it was based on your box hits. Whatever the one or two big box yep. hits were, would hopefully get you back the box value. And then, if you were lucky enough to get a case hit, all of a sudden you were looking at extreme value. But now that there's so many case hits with so much high yeah. value signatures, it, and that's years. right. It's actually it's taken the gloss away from the box hits, and all of a sudden we're seeing cards numbered to eighty, cards numbered to ninety-five. In this particular release, the futures and the matrixes selling for $25, $30, $40, $50, yep. where historically com- comparable cards to those were going $100, $150, $200 if you had the really good one. I you would get back two thirds of the value of a box, if not more, if you hit the right player or team as your box hit. So,
0: do you know where, and we talked about this earlier today, but I just can't, this just came to my mind. I think this was first prevalent in prestige 2020 where you had Brownlow vote getters that were numbered to 80 star players that were horrendously undervalued because there was so much attention on the greens numbered to 60 and then the showstoppers. And and then suddenly those eight were just in a, a no man's land of not being desirable, not being in demand because they felt like so many of them were around. And we said, you know, many many times that those cards will dry up and are incredibly undervalued.
1: Absolutely. You know, and, and they they are still undervalued. Yeah. Against the long term market, if if people find them desirable in the future. Correct. So you know, there's arguments that go every which way, and you know, I, I suppose like I'm really neutral in terms of my perspectives. There is no doubt that increased increased releases and increase numbered cards is devaluing a bunch of the older numbered cards there's no doubt about it sure but we're also seeing valuation of both new and old cards continuing to hit new highs but also the whole so it's it's changing it's it's not diminishing it's changing the spread the spread's changing
0: yeah look i guess we you know without going into too much detail we had a rough average price of a box that we estimated something with a five in front of it for an Optum. Yeah. All right. I tell you right now, five six years ago. Yeah. There wasn't a box that was produced yeah. that had expected outcome of anything close to a five. Yeah, that's right. You were lucky if you broke even. Yeah.
1: So as much as we are seeing that there is, we're well, trying to get the one case here to get above the box value. That's even. right. Yeah.
0: Whereas now we're seeing a little bit. I don't want to use the dilution, but more produced numbered cards yeah. people forget about how scarce it was previously Correct.
1: there is so much value still coming out of your box people also forget how high printed cards were previously like a lot of people think that like, yeah. oh, there's dilution taking place, there's dilution there's no dilution, the previous inserts pre like 2018, 2019 the, the numbers cards were printed to was astronomical they've decreased the production runs But increase the amount of releases. And this is the other thing, obviously, that's happening with that. Because there's more premium releases coming out, some of them are taking the shine off the other one. Sure. So I would say very both shown by data and at a, a personal level, releases like Brilliance have probably at this point in time devalued releases like Prestige. So Prestige, a Prestige green, Prestige cards are not as desirable as what they were even six months ago because of the high-quality releases that have come out. And the thing about the high-quality releases, they're coming out at price points that are massively affordable to anyone and everyone. So as a result, people can, can actively go and seek brilliance cards at the same rate as they can get Prestige cards. Yep. So it's, devalu- it's actually devaluing than the other ones. I think long-term, over the, over the course of time, as, you know, cards disappear and the depth thins out, they'll always go back up again. So right now, there's definitely a dip in prestige going on directly uh, as a result of brilliance and, and optimum as well to an extent.
0: Uh, absolutely. Look, I, you know, we've talked, we think probably prestige went one run too many. Yeah, probably one year too many. Um, yeah. And you're right, there is... The, the, the gloss of it and the desirability probably probably shifted but again the the key teams and the key players of greens they're going to be harder to find in the future absolutely
1: and, and again it, it all comes down to do you think over the next decade two decades three decades that set collectors continue because yep. as long as people still keep wanting everything or different bits of different things and not just the latest thing, there'll always be a, a desirability and there'll there'll never be enough of the cards around for the amount of people that And want I personally can't see how it changes because AFL versus
0: something like NBA, AFL is tribal, whereas NBA is so player-focused. Yeah, very fickle, yeah. On a card level, yeah. but also a supporter base. Yeah. They will
1: follow LeBron everywhere. AFL's fanatical. And it's our it's our yep. it's our national code yep and it's also a domestic market we're not we don't have the international forces of trading cards yep. messing with AFL in Australia
0: well here's a good practical example Hunter Clark who you love if he went and played at North Melbourne would you
1: still collect hunter Clark cards I wouldn't collect North Melbourne ones, but I'd retain my entire Hunter Clark collection of St. Kilda ones.
0: Sure. And so that yeah. that shows that it's it doesn't matter how much you love a player the, yeah. and you love him. Yeah, I wouldn't
1: go for him, but the, go- the North people will start collecting him as well. So Correct. he has value into the future in terms of collectability. Yeah. So let's
0: let's move to the blacks for his finest. Yeah. Um obviously there interesting was interesting card. Yeah, interesting card. And you know, there was a, a comment Wade made earlier about past players being 16 of the players, and then they used Pelly and Dusty. Um, personally, as a Dusty collector, I thought there was a huge Dusty-sized hole in the checklist when I first saw it. Yeah, um, I was hoping that it was going to be... I mean, we all thought it was going to be a gold matrix or something like that. I was hoping it was going to be Dusty. I wasn't unhappy that Dusty was on the black. Yeah, Always happy to have Dusty cards. Um, in a little bit of reflection, I think... Dusty and Bont were on the previous series of Footy's Finest. Yeah. So they can't reuse those players. Okay. And...
1: So because they didn't make it into the whites, it made sense. Yeah.
0: But I also think that there was probably some missteps with players that they picked. Okay. So personally, I think Nathan Buckley didn't need to be on the Sig, the Jewel Sig and and the Black. I mean, you know, clearly, clearly... Pendlebury has pissed somebody off at Select. Can't <laughs> the get on a card. The fact that he can't get on an influential yeah. or a Footies Finest. I I, you know, I'm going to apologize on the behalf of Select to the whole Pendlebury family. <laughs> that is really stiff. Yeah. Um, you know, same thing with well, oh that was that was the main one I want to mention. Um, I think it is a beautiful looking card. There's no secret Footy's Finest is a favorite of mine. Yeah. I'm very lucky to have a dusty black in my possession
1: yeah
0: um i love the card it's one of my favorites um but the value of these things and the pricing that people are asking for it's interesting interesting. yeah i probably won't be as diplomatic i think they've come out incredibly hot i can understand how a card is semi relative to what it might have been, say, a brilliance gold, Yeah, you know, let's look at the Hodge, for example, Yeah, you know, a Hodge numbered to 35 yeah. was about 1500 bucks. Yeah. The number to 30 black is about the same price, 1500. Yeah. I get that. Um, you know, everyone would have seen the dusty 01 that was out there for seven and a half thousand. That number seemed crazy to me considering the 01 Premiership Brownlow Double, I think, sold for $7,900, which yeah. was a phenomenal price. It was, yeah. it was really big. You know, these cards numbered to 30, the question we always keep saying is, is there enough collectors out there to buy them? At the price level. At the price level. Is there, enough is there 30 Hawthorne collectors that are going to spend $1,500? Yeah. Is there... 30 security collectors if you don't buy them all that are going to buy the locket at a thousand dollars or seven hundred dollars because then you start looking at things like the locket card numbered to 30 versus a locket signature numbered to what 50. yeah which one are you going to prefer to have in your position
1: so for me it's really funny so you know i'm a set collector so i have to have the black regardless but every day of the week i'm taking us i'm taking a supremacy locket over a over a number to 30 35 point card from a series two set. Yep. Um and I'm not trying to devalue these cards or demonize the no, cards. They're they're, ex- they're they're great cards. And they're and they're expensive. They're great cards. They're expensive I mean, cards. But you, you know, you know as yep. well as a lot of other yep. people, I have a fundamental issue with doing super short print on cards that aren't of superior quality. I feel like super short print 25, 30s, 20s, 20, whatever it is. Yep. Should be reserved for something that has physical attributes that exceed everything else that that, that surrounds it. Sure. So to me, whether that's a brilliance card, hundred and eighty point physical border, cased up, all that sort of stuff, or it's supremacy, a super premium release, hundred and thirty point patches, signatures, all these sorts of things. To me, that's. The, the expectation of, in terms of quality of what super, super super short print should be for AFL cards, and that's what we're used to. Now, in other sporting codes, and, and especially, you know, NBA, NFL, baseball and everything, infinite one of ones, one of fives, every type of card has a million different variations in all sorts of print quantities and going all the way down to, yeah, one of ones, I just, I just don't see that in AFL. We've been too spoiled for too long to accept that to be the full direction that it's going in. Do you know what I mean? So for yeah. me, I need the Blackfooties finest. I need them in my set. I'd like to have multiples of the Locket for all my different sets and low numbers and all that sort of stuff. But if it came down to it and you put two – if I had both cards, if I already had one of each in my collection and you put a Locket to 30 or a Locket seek from Supremacy in front of me and tell me they're the same price – I'm taking the Locket SIG every single time. Yep. No doubt about it. Yeah, and I mean, I always try to look from
0: my perspective at how we can compare it to previous releases. And again, going back to, say, something like Dominance in 2020 where it was an Ablett Influential, a Grundy Influential, those cards were $1,200, $1,500, yep. and at the time was super expensive. Yeah. Um, You go then look at a Herd or a Buckley or a um hodge you know black i'll leave dusty out dusty is a bit of an outlier which i completely get his cards are more expensive yeah i don't see how suddenly uh you know a buckley number to 30 is worth two or two and a half thousand when at the time grundy was hot all that kind of stuff number to 40 is a 12 to 1500 dollar card it's too much of a leak. Yeah, it's leap. too much of a discrepancy you know, between the two. Don't get yeah. me wrong, we're not devaluing these things at all. There's no argument these cards are worth 1000 thousand, fifteen hundred $1,500, depending on team player. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's like people are trying to price them the price they want to get versus what the actual price is. So, yeah, you always got to try to find some comparisons. But if you're trying to sell one, just remember you've got to find a buyer that is willing to buy that. Yeah. Um, it's really, really complicated. That's a good one from Marty. You know, let me get it up there. That, that is a really good one. So Ma- it's a great comparison. I hadn't I hadn't thought of it either. So Marty Davis, for people that don't know, is probably one of the biggest signature collectors in the community. And his comment is interested to know your thoughts. Say Lockered Seek Supremacy number to 50. Versus Lockett Hall of Fame, number to 110. Okay, so
1: the card Marty's talking about there is from 2018 Legacy. Yep. It's a it's it's a Tony Lockett Hall of Fame signature card. It's the same design and aesthetic that's been continued from two other previous series. As 08 well. and ninety six. It, 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 yep. it is absolutely one of the most loved and important sets of cards and subsets of cards, hence they've done it across three releases. The cards are incredible. They are incredibly difficult to find. Yep. The Locker is an amazing card. I'm very lucky. I've got a few of them in my collection, including his Brownlow Jumper number. Um, amazing card. Amazing looking card. It is on 35 point. It does have some additional attributes like the foiling. It's got foiling. It also has holographic text on yep. it as well. What are they worth? They are if you can find one these days, I'm, I I haven't seen one come to market for a long time. I'm assuming that's a thousand plus dollar card now. Okay. I'm assuming it's a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars if you were to find one. Yep. So it's actually it's running at probably the same price as the supremacy. Yep, which is numbered half. Which is half the numbering. Yep. Oh,
0: you put me in a spot here. Well, you'd buy the Hall of Fame ones, wouldn't you? Um, Not. Nah.
1: you buy the supremacy? Yeah. Interesting. So I, I buy the Supremacy because I feel like the Supremacy, again, the numbering being half means they're twice as hard to acquire, but they're from they're from a release that I just think is just so far above and beyond anything else.
0: You've always said Supremacy is its own base. It's its it?
1: own thing. Yep. And since 2019, like to me, if you take all your cards and everyone took their collections at some point in the future – And and you you had to had to be separated in what's turned to shit, and what's just gone to the moon. To me, supremacy is still the release that always stand, will stand the test of time against every other release that's ever been created. Well, well, and
0: interesting using that comparison. So I think of I think it's Royce Hart who is the Richmond one from that same release. That card you can buy for about five or six hundred dollars. Yeah, you can also buy the same supremacy card for about the same price. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, you know the Kevin Bartlett, which was from the 0408, I can't remember right this second. Um, you know, is about a twelve hundred dollar card, but he doesn't sign anything anymore. Yeah. So I think again, these cards are so, especially
1: the Hall of Fames. Marty just said as well, like the Hall of Fames have a history because the players connect to each other. Yeah, Absolutely. I, ironically, I don't know if you remember and they're just Marty, played, But they're also just not around. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if Marty yeah. remembers this, but three years ago, I reckon it was, Yep. Marty did me a massive favour and drove about an hour because I found someone in Western Australia who had a bulldog and I was so scared I was going to get scammed. I actually sent money over to Marty. He withdrew it in cash and went and picked it up. And uh, got an amazing deal on it and everything as well. And I absolutely agree with you, Marty. Like th- there is a historical connection between the cards and the releases, but if it came down to putting those two cards together, I would t- I would still be buying. I'd buy the supremacy over the Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah. And look, Stephen Goodwin just made a good comment here, and we've
1: got a bit of a tangent here. But that, Captain that, that, signatures are comparable here as well.
0: But yeah. the herd captaincy signature for three and a half thousand, and his supremacy PBD. They are two cards you cannot find. So the comment yeah. to me goes, I've seen the herd captain seek for three and a half thousand and his supremacy for the three thousand nine hundred. Yeah. I remember very early on we it was one of the first unicorns, I think. Yeah. When we got a herd Premiership yeah. lay double for someone. Yeah. I think we paid three and a half thousand for it. At the time, that was one of the most expensive sales signature card had, yeah, sales yeah, that ever. Had ever happened. That's right. Um, now there is so many signature this cards infinite, that, that have yeah, moved that price, up. You know? um, but it's interesting if if a hall of fame set was broken up and those cards became available now, available now, now. What would happen? Well, I kind of It'd feel be like a frenzy. well, I kind of feel like you
1: wouldn't get a locker for a thousand dollars. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's that's yeah, it's it. well and that, again, it just shows you the cards are numbered to 110. Yeah. So what is gonna ha- happen after two or three years these cards number to 50 and number yep. to 40? And number to sixty, it just—it's that same recurring. It just keeps coming back full circle here to the same to the same thing. But again, the comparison to captain signatures and Stephen Goodwin's situation: thirty-five hundred for her captain signature, number to fifty, or thirty-nine hundred for a card number to twenty-nine. Yeah, that's on hundred and thirty-point stock. Yeah, is it much superior physically in terms of its attributes? Yeah, it's not representing the player when he's the captain. But it's representing his premiership Brownlow double achievement. Yep. To me, like if if I if, if I had forty thousand dollars and they were all put in front of me, I'm pretty sure I'm still buying ten at 000 and zero at thirty five hundred of the captain six. I'm, I'm I'm buying all all the yeah. You're finding another thirty five k and buying it all anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um,
0: but look, so I guess to go back to the Black Footy's finest, they're a great card. They're super short print. They're worth a lot of money. Um, are they the most expensive cards that have ever been made, which is some of the prices that have been reflected on it? Probably not. But they are still a beautiful card. And an unbelievable inclusion into a set. Unbelievable. That
1: just to add yeah. more excitement, yeah. more chase. And and
0: they... McMahon said something earlier that he thought that was so much better than the gold headliner. And I agree. I think the gold headliner at 25 was a nice card. Uh, the black footy's finest is just People a got card. an interesting one yeah. Um, one second, hang on. If Select keep getting these legends to sign each year, is that going to affect the prices? I'd be
1: more concerned that there's so many incredible signatures from the last two years. They're going to run out of people to sign cards. And then as a result, do we see a slowdown in a few years' time of signature cards? And therefore, that then just, again, pushes up all these signature cards, the demand on them maybe because we're going through an era like we're in a period of time i said it in 2019 and i stand by it back in 2019 if you were around for the release of supremacy you will look back at it after a decade and go wow can't believe i was around when that thing came out and i could have bought (laughs) i can't believe i got my set done and i got those cards both i can't believe i got them in general and I got them for those prices. Yep. And I think this entire period we're going through, where clearly, yes, there's a boom in trading cards, but the boom is enabling the publishers and the manufacturers to produce cards and quality cards and procure signatures and all these things well beyond anything we've ever received in the decades before. Yep. And is this a time that we're in this little period that may only last a few years that they can still get all these signatures and do all this stuff. And does it then over the span of 50 years, was this this anomaly of five years, which, wow, take away all the bullshit that's gone on. What a time to have been involved in collecting, selling, buying, trading, investing, speculating, breaking, razzing, whatever it is. But how fortunate are we all to have been around then? And like they say, you don't know what you've got until you have it no more. Imagine if we went back to
0: two releases a year, one box hit,
1: it would be pretty grim. It, imagine the uproar. Oh, the yeah Like That's the thing. So yeah. what do they have in store for us next? I saw... I think it was ash mcmahon right at the beginning of the stream wrote selects 30th anniversary is there another huge release coming is there you won't select as far as that? i know i don't have any plans for <laughs> any new releases we, the 30th anniversary we has been a bit of an answer for me we don't i've been too busy
0: but i did notice on the blacks it's got the 30th anniversary logo there you go
1: that's one thing that i did not notice that yep. you did yeah because I, um, I, will we like... see another release if history of the last two years repeats itself, we'll see one more release before the end of the year. Well, I feel like Supremacy Rookie's going. Uh, I feel like that. How, as well. how do they not do it? I mean, with, yeah, with don't. How do they not and... do it again? And then 2023, we're expecting probably Supremacy or something the equivalent. Yeah, again, with Supremacy. Again. I, I wouldn't mind if they didn't do Supremacy again. I would certainly love if they did do it again, but I'd okay, be happy yeah. to see something else. But I'm just, again, bring on the high quality releases and bring them on at the price points they're charging for the boxes. Yeah, I mean, we, we, you know, we obviously runs in different financial situations. But
0: the fact that, especially through SEC, anyone that can get a box at 300 bucks or 600 bucks or whatever supremacy was. Um, yeah, it's we're all very, very fortunate. Absolutely, uh, We're over, we've ticked over an hour, Jenks. Um, there's no, there's no unicorns. And I will
1: say that till next show. Is there anything else that we wanted to talk about? i you, feel like you did have i wrote a couple of notes before the show which is unusual i don't normally do it most of it was to do with often i feel like we've mostly gone through everything um you know there's obviously oh, a couple of conversations during the week just about collation and oh, collation yeah and, yeah and people getting duplicate inserts across two boxes or seeing the same things come out of boxes so yeah. Um, and, and look, we've talked about this previously on yeah, other shows. I'm happy to touch on it again now. Yeah, yep. so
0: the the very quick snapshot of how they build collation. This is not necessarily for Slack, but just in
1: cards in general. general. Yeah.
0: You know, cards are made on big sheets, they're cut up, they're put in hoppers, they're programmed by a computer, and then they spit out the different cards.
1: Yeah, there isn't and a human standing there packing every packet and then packing yeah. the packets into boxes. So there's always
0: there's always some scenarios where there is some sort of repetition. And we've talked about this that in Dominance 2020, if you've got a Brody Grundy, you got a you got yep. a dusty. Um, if you got a metal card, you got nothing. You know, there there is always these little kinks. In
1: order to guarantee ratios, there has to be programming and repetition. Of course. So there may be a thousand different sequences in a print run. Yeah. Could be a hundred different packing sequences in a print run. Yep. The one thing that we know is there'll always be more than one of the same. Of course. So, and that's both in terms of the packet collation and the packets into the box collation as well yep. to ensure that the averages always work out. Yep. You know, things are printed in large format. A little card's not just printed on like a miniature printer. It's huge stuff. sheets. It's huge sheets. Yep. And it's not like a sheet has all cards from one team on it. It's got a, a variety of different players and there's a heap of different sequences of sheets yep. so they can ensure that randomization of how the sequencing and, works.
0: And there were a couple of instances that we saw on Good Vibes this week where people had received two boxes and they
1: were basically the exact same, yeah. bar a few inserts. You know, Does it happen? Yes. Is it a rare occurrence? It's it, it, very rare. The law of probability will indicate that. It, it, it's um, it's unlikely, but what may have happened is somehow two boxes from the same section of the production run yep. ended up with, with with going to the same place at the same time. Yeah. It, essentially. It just, just happens. It happens, and it's certainly not new to this year. It's been identified every single release every year. But also, you know, you,
0: you get that scenario where perhaps you haven't had great hits. I remember, and I can't remember exact scenarios, but where people have got double case hits in two boxes yeah. or double whatever. Yeah, the same one. So, of good teams. A good, yeah, good teams. Like, imagine if you got two boxes of the same collection, but they both had day in them. Yeah. You wouldn't be upset. Yeah. You're definitely not putting up a post
1: about it. No, no, no.
0: And it happens. And we've seen some weird things over, you know, the dozen cases were, break, were broken yeah. across RGB breaks, that there were some
1: cases with... One jewel sig and some with two jewel, some with dual ex- and some of the ones with two jewel had the same two jewel sigs in them. Yep, but some, 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 some had different as but well. But some
0: had four or five platinums, and some had no Platinums. some had no yeah. Platinums. Yeah, there's all these little kinks that can always and certainly, like
1: them. from my perspective, what's happening there is again, they are trying rather than having excess cards not going into circulation, they're all getting put in, they're putting yep. more into circulation. So, what's happening is at the back end of a run, basically, yep. you there's boxes that have case hits in them going into it, back into circulation, basically. So and again, uh, without
0: knowing the exact answer, I would assume 10, 15 years ago, if there was a pile of influentials, whatever, that those boxes didn't get in. Well, they just get sent back to select and yeah. they weren't in the print run. Correct, yeah. So I guess the positive is they're putting all these cards in the print run. To so make they, sure they get out. Yeah. yeah, so nothing's ever hidden. Yeah. But the downside is sometimes
1: you're going to get some quirky things with collections. Absolutely. All yeah. in all, though, amazing week. Yep. I can't remember really good work, yeah. as good a, a release week in, just in terms of the vibe and, and the positivity and the sentiment around as this. And um I can't wait to see what the next seven days brings as well. Yeah, lots of fun, lots I'm of breaks, lots of trading. Bunch of lots of trading going on. Yeah, lots of trading really going on. And again, like as we see the, the price points level out and get to the correct price, you see the buying start to take place as well. Yep. There's been a lot more buying in the last two days than there was in the in the previous and we've Other certainly noticed that. that on eBay as well.
0: Yeah, I've been crazy. All right. Well, thank you very much, Jenks. Fantastic work as thank always. You. Thank, thank you me. to everyone that's put questions in. Um, it's been fantastic as always. We love getting your feedback and your input, not only on here, but also in store, in all the communities, breaks. doesn't matter which break group or community you're in. Yeah. Fantastic to see all the input and the really good vibes that's going yeah. on. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Um, as always, you can catch up on previous shows on our website, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all that kind of stuff. Um, Submit your unicorns. That will be back next week. Um, Thank you to the whole team here that helps us produce the show every week. And thank you to you guys for being involved. But until next time, which will be
1: about two weeks. Couple of weeks. We're trying to get them out every two weeks now. And we're trying to get a lot of other content out as well, as you guys may have noticed. So, again, big shout out to our team here. And, uh, yeah, we just want to try and bring more to you guys. Beautiful. See you guys. Ciao.